I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hello again, friends. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Oh my God. Oh my God. She's back, y'all. I'm back. Caitlin McKinnon, Jordan pew, Ferguson, pew, pew, your new BFFs, pew. your podcast mom and dad back together. Yeah. They worked out their issues after a trial separation. <laughs> really, it wasn't anything like that. I just went on vacation. <laughs> we are back lighter, tighter. Hopefully. Tightening up this endeavor. Hopefully. To that. Like like our butts. You gotta tighten our butt muscles. <laughs> tighten them butt muscles up. Yep. Uh, in that attempt, got to really narrow that preamble down. Yeah. Preamble so it's real loosey-goosey. So, hey. Yeah. You got it? You got it? You work? You got I, something in I got there? it. I got so, it. I think it. I got it. Do it. I got it. I've lost it. <laughs> no. I got it. We are on all the socials. Yes. Any social media that you can think of, we're probably on it. At Geek Down Pod. Yes. Or Geek Down Pod whatever no just at geek down pod just a geek down pod it, throw all one word geek down pod into your social media of choice i guarantee you we are there somehow maybe yes. it hasn't been updated in like three years but it's there but it's there and then you can let us know from those socials that it hasn't been updated in three years and we should get on that You're waiting for that tumblr to update <laughs> you've been waiting a long time <laughs> been waiting since 2016 you my friend so many episodes to catch up on <laughs> my god um then if you want to support us what do you think we're there too. There too. Patreon, the coffee, Kofi, Kofi coffee, Kofi coffee. We whatever you want to call it. You want to support that endeavor financially? We are happy to take your money, and you can do it at our Patreon for bonuses, or if you just want to be like, nah, but yeah. I support you. So here's a dollar. Here's three bucks. Yeah. Do that at ko-fi.com/slash/geekdownpod. Information is at Patreon. Same address as well. I don't know why we even tell you this stuff, but I no. mean... I mean, thank you to everyone who supports us, because you guys are awesome, and you do it every month on the Patreon. Thank you to anyone who's bought us a coffee, Kofi, Kofi. Kofi? We don't, we don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> surprise. Um, but thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. If you found this podcast in the trash somewhere and you don't know where it came from and you want to know more, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. All the episodes are there. Wherever you get your audio content. Yeah. We are there. We Brought hang. to you every week on the back of a... Flying turtle. He's a flying turtle now. What happened to Philip? What? Oh, yeah. No, Philip's there. <laughs> Philip rides it's the flying Phillip turtle. Philip now riding a flying turtle <laughs> and Chauncey rides on type, top of Philip? Obviously. This is getting far more elaborate. Listen, she spent some time in Amsterdam, y'all, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we don't know what's happened. Anyway, on his new and improved chimes, because I couldn't find the old ones... Your man, Chauncey Frostilicus III. He will deliver you those episodes. Brings you those new episodes. Caitlin McKinnon. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. From your European. Adventure. Jaunt. Adventure. Yes. Vacation. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was interesting. Interesting. It was like, so Amsterdam was just being in another, just traveling is amazing in and of itself. Being in Amsterdam, seeing um, how a city functions basically on water is amazing. <laughs> first time um, in Amsterdam? First time in Amsterdam and, ne- and never been to mainland Europe at all. Oh. Um, so that's a big deal. So did Amsterdam. Um, the red light district oh. is awkward. <laughs> 
It is not what I thought it was going to be. It's literally just shopping for prostitutes, isn't it? Yeah. And there's, and it's very commercialized. Like, it's like that. And then there's like a Burger King right next door. <laughs> like, it really is. It's super commercial. But you can't get prostitutes at the Burger King. No. They only, don't sell them there. Only hamburgers. Only hamburgers. Okay. Um, possibly beer because they sell beer everywhere. And you can take oh, beer. Right. Any Like, people in parks are feeling awesome because they're in a park and they've oh got a beer God. yeah it's pretty cool Europe. um then we went to paris the architecture architecture in paris is unbelievable mm-hmm. the art the the like beauty of the city is like your your brain like you turn a corner and there's like this unbelievable like basilica or unbelievable like this is where napoleon is buried and it's just like blowing your mind and you're like what is even going on um and then on the flip side paris is filthy is it yeah now part of it is the tourists i'm sure they get this influx of tourists shots fired to hey I don't think anyone would disagree with me, but basically in the summer, you know, you have this huge influx of tourists. And I've heard in Amsterdam as well, it was pretty, like, there was lots of garbage strewn about. And I didn't know Mm. if that was just the city, but people have told me that they have an issue. Tourists come, there's an influx, they trash the place. Um, And in Paris. Now, Paris is an old city as well, right? And it's got tons of people in it, but it is just, like, grimy Mm. and there's garbage everywhere. I blame the tourists. I blame us. We're terrible. I mean, I threw all my garbage out, but I'm just saying. Um, so, yeah. And then we went off to Scotland. And Scotland was just like a completely different vibe because then I had to in, – in Paris, it was like 42 degrees Celsius. And I was like sweating my balls off. Like it was just <laughs> – I've never been that hot in my life um, walking around. And then you get to Scotland and I have to wear two sweaters, a coat, and two scarves. It's a little bit different. <laughs> But it was a relief. It was actually pretty nice. So yeah, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing trip, and I'm really glad I went on it. And it sounds terrible, but as much as I love my job, sometimes you got to take a break from work. And I just needed to think about other things and not work for a while. Oh, you always need to take a break from everything. We took a break from this podcast, and like I said, Caitlin hasn't listened to the last episode <laughs> yet, so she doesn't know that even in that first episode, I said to Chris Kozak. By the way, thank you for filling in, Chris Kozak. Yeah, um, thank you so much. I said to him, first week back, already kind of over it. <laughs> oh, dear. I like you. I like seeing you. I like Thanks. doing this. But even just like, granted, that was on a, I had to record with Kozak on a Saturday last week. So right. I was coming off midnights and I was already like, oh, this takes a lot of energy. Um, it takes a lot of time, y'all. Yeah. But we're fine. We're not going anywhere. No. We're not eyeing the exit yet. No. <laughs> but yet. we knew, but we know next year, I hate to tell you all, we're totally taking two months off. <laughs> Yeah, we might. <laughs> might take the whole summer, yo. Yeah. Suck it. Enjoy August. I mean, I love you. <laughs> Enjoy August. Watch Rama now. No, we might still come back from it. We'll take June and July and still come back for August. Yeah. yeah Actually, no, it's still going to be hot. Well, maybe we can fight. by that time we can afford an air conditioning unit. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not because, listen, I'll tell it to the listeners because I'm just trying to secret it out into the universe. Law, yeah. law of attraction, this shit. I'm really thinking I want to try to figure out how to go to Japan in the next year it's pretty exciting or a year and some because i follow too many record stores on yeah. instagram mm-hmm. from japan mm-hmm. and realize listen it's it's a small goal and some people want to have a family some people want to like 
you know, run the company, be president. Your man's just wants to dig for records in Japan. You're so weird. Like that experience, just like like part of it is you're in Japan. Yeah. But like that's not part of it. That's like a big part. That's like <laughs> the majority of it. But listen, no small part of it is when I see the prices of Japanese records. No shots but shots, Cosmos. <laughs> I know what they go for. Shots. I know what they go for over there. Now I'm spending two thousand dollars to get there. <laughs> I'm spending three thousand dollars to uh, you know travel and live there for two weeks. But yeah, I'm save so much money on records. Don't <laughs> 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 we'll have to go to a post office and ship them back. And you won't have to. Uh, but you you won't be able to buy records really. Caitlin, I have not bought a record since I last saw you. Since before I last saw you. What? <gasps> we are serious friends. I'm just, just going to try it. I'm just going to try to try to not spend money on that stuff right now. Although I almost went out with Leah the Brazilian <laughs> yesterday. Just to dig. Just to look. You right, know, looking uh-huh. looking, and mm-hmm. knowing what's there. Yeah. And then I'm sure I would have found some $5 records. I was about that I was to like, say, but that's how it starts. You start digging and then you're like, oh, this thing's only 5 bucks. And you're like, oh, only this thing's 5 bucks. Yeah, and like, all of a sudden you've dropped $180. It's $15. It's, it's fine. And you can't go to Japan. No. It's in, it's in the universe. It's in the it, universe. Saying it to the people. Also, if someone works for a thing where they can send Jordan to Japan to write a thing. By all means, listen, I have I have an ungood authority that my books are getting translated into Japanese. It may already be for all I know. My publisher knows nothing. Um, it's corporate lifestyle. Woo. <laughs> it's like I got, a, I got a royalty statement from, you know, the royalties department that says yeah. getting translated into Japanese. And then I emailed the editorial and they were like, no, we don't know. We have to email like four other people. To figure that out. And then they emailed me and was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's fun. I'm like, like, yeah, it is. Can I get one? It's <laughs> like, yeah, the publisher usually sends one back to us. I'm like, I'm going to have to go on like Amazon. I should check. I should what be checking on like Amazon Japan What are you doing? Why aren't you checking all the time? Oh, my God. I check like six times a day if I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the author is available for all signings and events. <laughs> In Japan please, or otherwise. Please spend $5,000 to get me to Japan for this book that's probably going to sell like 200 copies. <laughs> It's so it. so niche. I say it's a good investment. It is a good investment. Disc union. Get my ass on out there. Yeah. We're going to hashtag that later. <laughs> get, his fa- get his fat ass to Japan. Get Jordan to Japan 2K19. Got to go before the Olympics, Kate. Yeah, I know. And it's going to get far, far worse. Oh, yeah. Um, So we're a little slow today because we're filled with Harry's Char World. Which is food. As we sometimes do, especially on days where I haven't seen your girl for a while. Yeah. I'll be like, yo, girl, let's go out buy breakfast if you got time. Yeah. I was like, time. We, we got to record two episodes uh, this week. Why did we have to record two episodes? Just because? Or did you have to do you were week? like, you were like, um, oh, yeah, we really should have taken the whole summer off. And I was like, well, we can record two and then you get like an extra weekend. And you're like, yeah, let's do that. So we're, do- we're doing two episodes this week because I have a deadline coming at the end of August. And yeah. So. And so we were already recording two episodes and uh, number one geek down fan, Travis was like, Hey, you guys want to hang out? Go for back, go for breakfast anytime soon before the end of the month. I was like, well, we're only recording this week. So breakfast plus that I was like, Kate McKinnon, you want to go balls to the wall? I will, I will buy your breakfast. And what did I say, Jordan? All caps. Balls to the walls. Ball to the walls. She said. Ball to the walls. (laughs) That's what I said. That's just how we do it. So we, we are yeah. filled with, with omelets and eggs and, and breakfast meats and Toast. surprisingly good cup of coffee. I don't imagine the tea is much to write home about Harry's Char World, but. No. I've only had <laughs> like, not bad. like six cups of tea in my life where I've been like, damn, 
And it's not, and it's definitely not happened since I have, maybe once since I have given up milk. Was one of them in your in your on your European jaunt? No, it was not. No. No. Speaking of having milk, oh my god, how'd you gloss over that when you were talking about about your vacation? It was, it was hard, but I was going to save it. You're going to say, no, oh, sorry. Gonna, oh, well, we're going to talk about it now. Um, Y'all. So I had done research about this when I was first having trouble, and apparently, apparently, and correct me if I'm sorry, wrong. For, for the people, Caitlin has had a long history of some sort. Do they even still know what it is? Or I like- just have this weird irritation allergy to milk protein Mm. it's not the sugars it's not i'm not lactose intolerant it's just dairy in any form butter cheese it doesn't matter it doesn't seem to matter if it's baked or cooked or raw it just is dairy i get sick from dairy tragic for caitlin mckinnon very much true o henry situation true twilight zone situation (sighs) cracking her glasses yeah when finally left alone to read all the books after the apocalypse because nobody loves dairy quite like this kid i i mean like Potatoes and cheese are like neck and neck for my favorite foods. So I had done some research about, you know, why people get sick. And there was, you know, some research out there about how people come from places like in places in Europe and places in like, you know, India. And they come over to North America and all of a sudden they have a problem with dairy where they've never had one before. Mm -hmm. And apparently there are two types of cows, dairy cows. We're going to call the, like, European, British, Indian, basically Asian cow, Murray. (laughs) And Murray produces what we're going to call A1 protein milk. Okay. This is really deep diving more than I expected it to, friends. And then in North America, uh, we're going to call the cow... Well, I don't know why I called him Murray. It would have been a female dairy cow. But anyways, it's fine. Murray is now a female female's name. <laughs> so Charlene in North America, she's an American cow. She produces B2 protein milk. Uh-huh. And apparently this B2 protein milk wreaks havoc on some people. That's what's just fucking your whole shit up. And the only cow that in North America that doesn't produce B2 protein milk are Jersey cows. Um, which most milk is not produced by Jersey cows. So mm-hmm. you got to be, you got to try and figure that out. So, I had read about this before. I didn't know if it was true. We went over to Europe. First day over there. Stepped off the plane. Straight to the corn store. No, I tried some tea with a little bit of milk. Just Mm. the tiniest bit of milk. Just to see. Waited a day. Seemed to be fine. Mm -hmm. Next day, tried it again. Had more milk. It was fine. I had cereal and milk. Mm -hmm. Seemed to be fine. Day after that, I had some cheese. I was totally fine. I had some more cheese. That's, that's when that's when she kicked in the door. And I was good. Once, and I was like, cheese was okay. And then I was like, maybe I can start some kind of like, you know, mafia where I import foreign cheeses and milks <laughs> into into Canada um, because it was wonderful. And I realized how much I miss cheese. And now Kaim is sending me all these cheese gifts, and I think he can go die. Because I got back and I was she, like, Wait. she tasted the sweet life for like two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. I had of cheese and milk and dairy Why and the you not flakiest, just loading your like the flakiest fucking pastry in the world, loading your fucking suitcase with your, your cheese. I, I couldn't. I didn't have any room. I had a backpack, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I gotta leave it now. You'd be like, I can buy. I can buy new clothes. But literally on the last. The last day, I was just, like, cramming cheese in my mouth before I left. Straight brick of cheese into your face. I think I finished, like, an entire brick of cheese one day. 
It was amazing. <laughs> Everything day. about it was amazing. <laughs> and like, I had like 17 chocolate biscuit, biscuits a day. It was glorious. But did you have any clotted cream? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, I had like the real, real stuff that looks like it's off, but it's not. Um, Sounds so appealing. Oh, but it's so fucking tasty. And then I just had like tons. Anytime I could get away with eating a cream tea, I, I had one. Good times. We talk, we talk about dairy and vacations and potential vacations because yeah. there really ain't much to talk about right now. No, I was like, oh, three weeks. So there's going to be lots of news. And then I was like, nope, the world's on fire. Okay, next. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing we care to talk about. I mean, I kind of I was thinking about it and I find the whole James Gunn thing a little interesting. I don't really know what to think. I'm a I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Yeah, and I'll put myself in there too. Yeah. If you know a man over thirty, yeah, let's go put it out there. He's gonna he's got some shit. I don't even think it's just. I honestly don't just think it's men. I think like if you look into anybody, they probably said some really stupid shit. <laughs> I had dead likely. journal. I probably said all kinds <laughs> oh, of like man. Can awful I just shit. tell you the one day I took to just like it's time and I like deep dove and like scrubbed everything i could find i don't think the I... dead journal the live journal the journal i did for the old student paper where i was like you know in my late 20 my mid to late 20s and was like oh i'm just I'm, this is a persona and i'm more abrasive than i am normally and just i guarantee you i said some shit in there that would could yeah. come back like we all have something yeah. i guarantee you and our pedophile jokes funny no no were any of the jokes he made funny no does anybody legitimately think he was engaging in those activities I really don't think so. Well, maybe the right wing dipshits that sought this stuff out in the first place. But I just I I mean, I'm not trying to make it okay for James Gunn and not for other people. I just I think anybody you're going to find shit on. There's always if you know a man over 30, I guarantee you he's got something. Yeah. He did something at some point, whether he left a trail or not, or did words ever leave his mouth? Could somebody come out and be like, well, 25 years ago, this guy said something to me. That was, you know, I was personally offended by. Yeah, I can guarantee you. Yeah. He does. Everyone does. And, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like, oh, the white man gets a second chance when, you know, other people don't. other people don't. They came for Lena Dunham's head for saying weird child pervy shit in her memoir and still haven't let that go with her. But we're going to give. James Gunn the The cast of Guardians are going to write a public letter putting (sighs) Disney on blast. Yet, oddly enough, the second DC was like, you can come over here. <laughs> Disney was like, oh, hold on now. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's complicated. And then maybe I'm wrong and I'll read something and it'll clear it all up for me. But I'm one of those brains that just has lots of opinions flying around in it. No, I mean, it's complicated is the correct response. It is complicated. <laughs> Instead of just being like, no. Or yes. He should go. Yeah. That's it. It's done. Um, yeah. So, man, I don't know. But yeah, that was really all I had to say about it. I didn't have any like hot takes or like, no, this is why you're all wrong. I was just like, it's really complicated. And being an adult in this new world where everything is on file forever is really awful. The second I even thought I was getting anything close to like, not even famous, but like known. Yeah. It's all shutting down. I don't know if he could even find my dead journal again. 
I don't think you can find my dead journal or my, my open diary. I think open diary is a thing. And there's some dead server out there somewhere in California that has all my They have all your information. Early my musings circa, you know, 1998. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. But, like, the Twitter is dead. I will hit the nuke button on that shit, like, immediately. <laughs> I guarantee you there's shit in there somewhere. I've been on Twitter since like 2005. Like there's, and you're gonna like find stuff and be like, I don't even remember saying that. I was a terrible person back then, <laughs> ten years ago. Ten. Way to go, thirty year old me, jerk. Um. Yeah, but otherwise, they're really. I mean, there's always some awful stuff out there, um, but there's nothing really new and exciting. I mean, I listen. I've been, I've been. I said on the last show, I'm finally crawling out of my working all the time hole. And when I'm not working, I'm working at my job. I'm working on the essay I have to have done for the end of the month. So it's, I haven't really had time to keep up on the scandals of the day. And let me tell you something, Caitlin. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Kind of ignoring everything in the world burning around you is great. It's kind of awesome. I low key recommend it. I uh, I watch you know I'll watch my Seth Meyers YouTube videos to so just be like oh what's up with Omarosa today <laughs> who'd she tape now I love that Seth Meyers is your news resource it really is I'm like listen he gives like a good solid twenty minutes I get I get the briefest of news clips from through that and you're good and I'm like no that's that's good enough today yeah everything's still on fire okay bye okay bye <laughs> um yeah and the only item of note in my life is just the the, the Queen's half returned. Yes. My beloved. Well, this has been a roller coaster. I'm sorry, Jordan. Like. Listen, I understand if you listen to the episode, the Hamilton episode, and you were, you were scared, panicked, afraid when I said uh, Korean idiots. I say that with the most affection. Yes, he does. EXID uh, may have been coming for the Queen's spot in my heart. I was really fucking alarmed. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. It's still dicey. I didn't play Caitlyn all of the new album. We'll do that between episodes. But, like, even when the, the song that I was like, if they don't come with it on this song, it could be rough. They didn't come with it with that song. Let me know it was, like, a solid B-, minus, maybe even a C+. Plus. Like, and, it, and it got choppy there. Hmm? Like, just, like, the whole ride got choppy. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's that's passable. Like we're not fully putting you out to out to pasture. We'll still pay attention to this album, but then they done put out that they leaked the title track to that to that album. Mm-hmm. Future pop the song, not the album. And the drops have been real. Like the actual beat drops have been real. Like they feel like drops for people who are too old for the club. Like <laughs> just a little too. It's for it's for, it's for half step dancing. Like, right. Yeah. Um, which I guess what the, what the kids call future bass. Um. But yeah, this title track, when the buildup came, and I was like, oh, it's going to go like a half-speed drop again. Mm-mm. You want to give me those, like, Sonic Adventure running with a fucking orca chasing you down the down the trail behind you? Just, you know, grinding at 80 miles per hour? Like, they came with it. I never played Sonic. They came with it. What? What? I know. What? I don't have a record <laughs> scratch on here anymore. He literally just mashed the keyboard. I don't have a record scratch on here anymore. How did you never play Sonic? So I, I'm canceling the second episode, and you're just going to play Sonic for an hour no, between episodes. I just, I never had the opportunity. I played Super Mario, and I, I mean, I didn't really play Donkey Kong either. I played it maybe a little bit, but we didn't have a Sega. I couldn't play Sonic. Sonic was my jam. 
Yeah, you and a couple of other people I know. That thing for, and also I love Sonic too. Yeah. They're in good company. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go fast. Um, I'm terrible at it now, though. Yeah. Like, if you want any indication of just how old and decrepit <laughs> I am, is watch me try to play a 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game again. Legitimately <laughs> being like, was it always this hard? Like, <laughs> you kids. <laughs> <laughs> literally trying to get to the end of a stage with 50 rings so i can get to the bonus stage is like nigh impossible anymore amazing yep you have other things to do now like watch um perfume videos so many perfume videos and listen like i was getting in fights with kids on tumblr because yes let's talk about this is the larger thing I mean, we love talking about fandoms yes and the way fans react about things and this time you know yeah. star wars fans are the same way but in perfume fandom, mm-hmm. and maybe this extends to other sort of, you know, specialized, maybe K-pop fandoms are the same way. Maybe fucking, I don't know, Ariana Grande stands are the same way. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, the second, it's it's almost like a gleeful delight yeah. in predicting that the artist you claim to love is going to fail. Mm-hmm. You listen, you watch the teaser videos, you see the album cover, you haven't heard the album. You've seen you've heard snippets here and there, and you're automatically like, "This is terrible. This is gonna fail. This is gonna like not even crack the top the top ten. First of all, because physical sales are totally the you know litmus test of yes. success in the music industry these days. Pull your head out of your ass. But just like I I don't understand, and this is why I kind of like dipped my toe into like fan beef on on Tumblr and Twitter this week. Because it was like, I just explained to me what it gets you if you're right. Yeah. Say you're right. Say this bombs completely. Say their little future base experiment, which, I mean, really, they have no choice over. You're talking about Nakata, the guy who does the music, not mm-hmm. them. They just, they're employees. They just show up. They just show up and dance. And that's, and they learn the dance immaculately. They show and... up, they dance, they sell it. That's their, they're, they're salespeople, really. Yeah. It's their job to just sell whatever Nakata's putting out. And, I mean, the guy is responsible for, you know, at least three artists right now doing all their music and all their lyrics. Yeah, he probably doesn't give his A-plus effort all the time. Nobody will under that kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Nobody is that good. But even if you're right, what do you get? Do you feel good about that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> do you feel good if you're right? Like, what what do you get? I don't understand what that attitude is where you're just so pressed and so mad that they're not doing the thing that you used to like. Because you, you, they fell in love with them when they were doing X and now they're doing Z and they're like, but that's not why I fell in love with you. I don't know. People are weird and fandoms are weird. Fandoms are weird. But all I have to say about that is, yo, so they did a live stream on Thursday or Friday. I don't remember which. But they debuted the choreo to the title track, which everyone was kind of like, well, that's that's one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. Choreo was pretty dope. Listen, I don't think they do everything right. I have major problems with the outfits that are featured on the cover <laughs> of that of that album, the outfits they were forced to dance in during this live stream. I was like, Nochi, they're not doing you right here. No, like, they were not. I don't know what's going on with that Gundam of- shoulder, like, flared leg thing you had yeah, going on. there's a lot like, of flare. Too real, much flare. Real, real busy. But killed killed the choreo, and everybody was kind of like, Meh, well, okay. And then, remember that thing they did where they were, each one was in New York, one was in yeah. Paris, and yeah, one yeah. was in, and then they were like perfectly synced, because the thing they did with the cell phone company. Yeah. They're doing another thing with the cell phone company, where they like made a video for the title track, 
and they aired like, hey, here's a preview of it. And it was like 25 seconds. And it's like this weird kind of like looks like, what's that Richard Linklater movie? You know, Scanner Darkly, Waking Life type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like that where it's like half animated and it's so bright and poppy. And like, and granted, it's probably the aesthetic they should aesthetic they should have been working with <laughs> uh, from the jump. Mm-hmm. But like fandom was in bedlam. Like the Facebook, the the main perfume group on Facebook, yeah. like exploding. We were like beside ourselves. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> we give us that immediately. Fuck all the rest of this shit you're doing. Just give us that. And I go to Tumblr. I'll name names. Where you at? Shoe seven. Ooh. Where you at? Mirai no museum. Where you at? Super random J. I'm not what? here. I'm not, y'all, y'all ain't got much. To, where's my cricket drop? You ain't got much to say after that. It was all your hot takes then. The only thing more recycled than Nakata's production are your takes. Oh, snap. Ouch. Done. Done with it. They fucking stepped on your asses and you ain't got shit to say. Mad quiet on Tumblr this weekend. He's so angry. Just stop being fucking stupid. Like, if it doesn't make you happy anymore, just get out. That's what I have to say about things like Star Wars. Just get, watch the original trilogy. Just get out. You don't need to take part. You don't need to be fucking up in my grill. Like, listen, do I think this is the best album they ever did? No. No. It's a solid, you know, B minus. They've also been at this for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Who's had a run of A pluses for 15 years? Literally no one. Find me somebody. And like... I think that that's probably the most important lesson is if it doesn't make you happy anymore, find something else. Just literally get out. Well, I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to share my opinion, but this is clearly making you fucking miserable. And guess what? I'm 40. I don't need you coming up in my feed, sliding up in my DMs, making my ass miserable. Get the fuck out of my mentions. Go. You want to go stand for Luna or, you know, Ira Mitsuki or whoever the fuck else is. SK840, SKB48, whatever the fucking jam du jour is in the J-pop world. Just Go. We'll, we'll just let go. you go. Just fly away, little bird. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to keep you. Nobody trying to keep you here. You can go. Anyway. Do you hear that, Star Wars fans? If it doesn't make you happy, just go. Something I was surprised to learn might not be making Caitlin happy. Uh, trailer for the new animated. I saw a teaser announced for a new Star Wars animated trailer, and I'm like, there's only one person I know who loves Star Wars animated stuff it's with Caitlin. with such ferocity that I love perfume, and it's Caitlin McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And I said at breakfast, hey, a new, new show coming out. And Caitlin said... I said, um, yeah, no, it doesn't look very good. What's it called? Rebellion? Uh, no, it is Resistance. Resistance. Rebellion. Not not Rebels. Rebels. Resistance. Resistance. Um, the main guy, who is, of course, a guy, uh, is super lame, like, just whiny, and the, I hate the animation style so much. They got that real, like ill-defined like it's yeah, not yeah it looks like a art student did it like it was their first there's you know it was their main project at, like in fourth year like it looks like, like it hasn't been inked right like yes yeah or the like the lines aren't drawn. anyways i hate it so much um and i don't know if i can watch it i probably will end up watching it um you'll watch some of it just as was the time yeah. period of this is it technically this is, sequel to i think this is after rebels okay um i could all, be wrong all of which is before original trilogy. oh you know what no i think this is right after um original trilogy i think this fills the this gap is force awakened before force Awakens. yes shit? i okay. think that fills the gap i could be wrong don't at me and know what let me watch it and then i'll come up with a real opinion but i don't like the animation style i don't like the characters that i've seen so far 
Um, BB-8's in it, though, I think. So <laughs> that's always fun. Because BB-8's adorable. Um, but, yeah, I Here, just... Here's the thing, though. Yeah. What? If you don't like it, yeah. you're not going to watch it. No. You're going to watch it and go get mad on the internet. You're going to be like, I'm going to go watch fucking I Murder, She Wrote. never get mad on the internet because it is not worth my time because I have so much Murder, She Wrote to watch. Other thing about <laughs> uh, Europe, specifically Great Britain, all night long from like 5.30 or I guess after news, so after sex to um, like well into like 2 in the morning, they have murder mysteries. And they have Murder, She Wrote on reruns, actual fucking reruns of Murder, She Wrote playing in real time. I don't have to look it up on the internet. And and then after that, you know what they pl- played? What are they After play? Murder, She Wrote? What? After I get my fill of Jessica Fletcher. You know, Fletchered out? Fletchered in. <laughs> Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <gasps> Amazing. Special victims unit? Yeah. So Chris Chris would be like, so the first time this happened, he, <laughs> Jesus he, he got all like, you could see I got all like psyched about Murder, She Wrote. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Murder, She Wrote. So I'm watching Murder, She Wrote. And then I'm flicking through the channels right quickly after it's done. And I'm like, oh, special victims unit. And he's watching it with me. And he's, and this is like maybe th- two, three days in. And he's like, so Murder, She Wrote, which is, you know, the like. Most ridiculous 80s, cheesiest murder mysteries, right? And Special Victims Unit. And he's like child rape. He's like, so Special Victims Unit is rape and torture? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Special Victims Unit. Um, it's a very... <laughs> I live on the edge, right? Like, it's a very, it's like, no, it's a balance here in my brain. No feast or famine with Caitlin McKinnon. There's, yeah. no, there's no, we don't operate at a six with Caitlin McKinnon. It's no. like a zero or ten. I mean, I had to, like, explain my love of Law & Order to Chris's mom. I mean, I didn't have to, but I did. Um, and I was like, well, see, I grew up watching Law & Order. We had A&E, and that was basically what our television set was turned to most of the time. So I watched a lot of biographies about old people, um, old famous people. I watched a ton of Sherlock Holmes, Miss Marple, all the masterpiece theater stuff, mm-hmm. and and like Columbo and stuff. Like, and then I watched Law and Order, like episodes of the stuff um, when I was like seven. So it's been with me since childhood. And then came a special victims unit. I don't know. I just like the cast. It just it is a good cast. It, it, yeah, and like Ice T was there, like. If you've never seen it, YouTube John Mulaney's bit about Ice T on Special Victims Unit. Special Victims Unit, yeah. He's perpetually baffled by (laughs) every time something is mentioned to him. Uh, Anyway, so that was amazing. There's like a ton of different like murder mysteries all night that I could watch. I was it was kind of heaven. I just (laughs) ate cheese, had chocolate biscuits, eating cheese, walking along rainy coastlines, and watching murder mysteries for four hours a night. It's really legitimately that's digging for record stores. For yeah. Caitlin McKinnon. You want to talk about me being weird. You lived your best life. You went to Scotland. Yeah. Wore, I did. wore galoshes. I didn't wear galoshes. Mm. My shoes got wet. <laughs> <laughs> got soakers. Yeah. Walking through gray ass beaches with a brick of cheese hanging out of your face. <laughs> watching. <laughs> watching four hours of Murder, She Wrote so, tonight. What it did, though, was as soon as I got back, all I wanted to do was watch more Murder, She Wrote. And I might go on like this crazy murder she wrote kick. You may see me writing, starting to write articles about murder she wrote, like 
Let's become You mad. should just start a Murder, She Wrote recap Tumblr. But you I just, think someone's already doing it. Um, I think I saw something We'll check it. that. I think that's a lane that's probably open. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure someone's doing it you already. Can probably get in that lane. I don't know. There's a lot of Murder, She Wrote lovers out there. Anyways. Um, but besides that... Um, when I got back, I did not watch all the murder she wrote. I tried, and then Jordan told me the secret, which get at me if you want to know it, but I could not find it. Murder she wrote. If you're going to pirate, yeah. Might be the workaround. Yeah. Um, So, what hit as soon as we got home was the new season of Voltron. Oh, yes. So, powered through that. It was very good. It had like it wasn't as good as some of the other seasons, but they definitely they did some like really great callbacks, mm. um, and they had a really great episode. If I say Bob, those of you who have watched it will know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, a pretty good Bob. episode. Um, oh, my yeah. terrace house heads, Shohei's mad creepy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Insight, insight for the terrace house fans. Um, but we like absolutely whipped through that, and then um, really the only other update I have is uh, I went to go see Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. Yeah. How was that? It was fantastic. Was it crazy? It was crazy. Was it rich? It it was rich in many different ways. And it was very Asian. It was. <laughs> Though I I learned things while watching it. Um I now <laughs> What did you learn, Whitey? <laughs> I learned I didn't realize how wealthy that area was mm-hmm. like and that for very odd things and that they all have british accents didn't <laughs> know that because they all go to british boarding schools like yeah. they're you're very wealthy um well, especially at yeah, hong kong or singapore places like that. Yeah, well singapore like that's where it's based right oh, so i didn't realize singapore was like very wealthy <laughs> i know nothing i'm dumb it's fine the only way i really pieced together that type of thing was when i was super into the uh the stupid dummy rabbits yeah um i would be on message board sometimes and people would show up their collections and, you know that's fun you know you look at other people's yeah. collections and photos and there was this dude who just kicked in the door one day and had everything wow. he had customs he had you know the stuff that was like holy grail then he mm-hmm. had like them all every colorway every everything yeah. and then it's like oh i put this one in my garage and there's a fucking like you know tesla sitting in the garage type of thing and it's like oh my god what do you do his family was like a cardboard well manufacturer one, like, of, one of the fun things was so there i can't remember i really can't remember last time i feel terrible i think it's it was chew mm. um and they would be like are you like the cardboard shoes or are you from the like sneaker shoes or are you the like pig import shoes? Mm. Like there was all these families you could be part of. Um, everyone in the wealthy circles knew everyone. Um, the wealth on display was really fascinating. Um, you know, cause the, the hater takes always have to come up for everything, right? You can't just let people enjoy stuff. You have to be oh, like, you'd be like, well, crazy rich Asians is just affluence porn. And all the Asians were like, yeah, no, can we have some? Yeah. Like, Where's our affluence porn? Y'all be watching, you know, the black folks are watching, you know, Empire. and The white people are watching Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey or, you know, dating back to, like, Dallas or, yeah. like, 90210. Or, like, white people been having affluence porn. Can the Asian people have some affluence porn? Yeah. And it was just, and that was fascinating. I I want to play Mahjong more than ever. <laughs> I almost started learning it in first year university, but got, like, caught up in the whole, like, I actually have, I'm paying for this, so I have to do well thing. <laughs> um, and Like a know. chump. Like a chump. I should have been paying, playing Mahjong this whole time. Um, Michelle Yeoh is amazing. She's reading um, everything. She she really should be cast in everything. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, all right. Yeah. 
It was a good time. Like the last time I went to go see a uh, a romance in theaters was never. <laughs> I have never seen a romance movie in theaters. That is not part of my MO. It's not how I work. But I am glad I saw it in theaters, this one. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, the only things I've been watching and an update to my uh, weirdest pair of things I could ever be watching on Netflix at one time, that mm. being the new batch of Terrace House and Ken Burns' documentary on the Vietnam War. Oh, God. That is just heartbreaking, this is probably. New, this is news for Caitlin because she didn't listen to the last episode oh. where Kozak had basically the same reaction. Oh, just my heart. In the history, right? I want to learn about, I don't really know what happened then, as I said last week. So I'm still working my way through that because it's two hours per episode. <gasps> um, How many episodes are there? <laughs> Did you just double guess me? Yes. Yeah, great. Because um, Caitlin still doesn't wear monitors. Uh, it's 10 episodes, so it's like 20 hours long. Oh, God. I just thinking, I just, oh. Update. <laughs> they were fucked. Oh, yeah. From the jump. Um, and so, yeah, last week was, um, <laughs> Terrace House and the Vietnam War. This week has been the Vietnam War and select seasons of The Office again. I don't know why. Because that keep, balances it out. I just keep rewatching The Office. I think when I buried into, like, a, a rewatch of The Office last time on this show, I was just like, I don't really know if it holds up because watching a sexist, dumb, willfully dumb buffoon in charge of things just, I don't really know if it flies in this current political climate. Yeah. I still maintain that, but yeah. also I feel like my sweet spot for the office is like two through four. Okay. Those are like my seasons of the office. I've never watched the office. I mean, I think I've watched like one or two episodes, but he's having uh, some sort of spasm. Um, it may be some a brain aneurysm or something. How? Um, it's literally on 24 hours a day. It's like the Simpsons. How I, have you never seen the office? I don't like awkward comedy. I don't like um, Arrested Development. I don't like any of those. Like literally just blinking into space. Like how have you... Also, I haven't watched enough of it, but I'm pretty adamant. And I will... Once I actually sit down and watch it, I will fight probably anyone. Just gearing up for whatever this is going to be. Parks and Rec is probably better than The Office. I've heard that. I didn't. I, I tried watching Parks and Rec when it first started, which from what I gather is not when they hadn't figured it out yet. No. Because um, I watched the first episode, the first couple episodes of Parks and Rec, and it was like, oh, it's from the people who brought you to the office. And it's like basically carbon copied. And I like Amy Poehler, so let me watch this. And I was yeah. like, um, what? No. Yeah. Um, I'm not down for this. I, yeah, I, I've watched episodes and of what I've seen, it's actually made me laugh out loud, which is usually for me the litmus test of if something is good or not. Because yeah, the Amy Poehler character is basically the opposite of Michael Scott, right? She's like yes. super not a self-centered piece of shit like Michael Scott actually kind of is. No. Um, yeah, I just watched the dinner party episode from from The Office. I don't know what that is, but it sounds terrible. It's literally like The Ringer just did their 100 best episodes of TV this century. Yeah. Like from 2000 to now. Um, and that was the episode of The Office they picked. Because it is the textbook cringe fest. It's like... I see, which I can't. Michael Scott had... He, he low-key... There's an ongoing bit throughout that season where like... I think Jim and Pam had started dating. Mm-hmm. One of the great Well They Won't Days. In television history, Jim and Pam, and they had gotten together and Michael was always asking them to come over for dinner and 
Jim would always lie about having plans. Yep. And then he would like deliberate. Then Jim would offer when he knew Michael couldn't. Like right. he was just trying to. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to go to this thing. I got to go to this meeting or something. Oh, that sucks. Pam and I were going to ask you to dinner tonight. You'd be like, what? Oh, man. That's awful. Then in this episode, Michael kind of hustles him. Yeah. And like something about staying late for work. And Jim was like, oh, I mean, it sucks, but it's fine. I didn't have anything going on today. And Michael was like, no, you know what? No. We're not going to do this. And he goes and he's like, I don't know if he actually makes a phone call or he fakes it, but he's just like, we're not doing this. We're not staying late tonight. Forget it. Corporate. And then he hangs up and he comes up, comes out of his office. So like, all right, guys, uh, you know what we should do? Let's, uh, hey, you guys, you guys should come over for dinner. And Jim's like, uh, so you said you didn't have plans. And then it cuts to Jim in his confessional just like, the guy played me. <laughs> I got to give it to him. He played me. So. He has Jim and Pam, and at this point, Ed Helms had joined the show. Right. And him and he's with uh, Angela, the mousy, awful, blonde blonde woman who hates yeah. everything. Um, and then Dwight ends up crashing with his former babysitter slash lover sometimes, I okay. think. Um, but at this point, Michael was involved with his former boss who, like, got fired and was just totally off the rails. She, like, made – she had no job. She was, like, trying to make candles. She was driving <laughs> Michael into the poorhouse. And it's the moment where he goes to show off his flat screen, and it's literally, like, 15 inches wide. It's, like, the tiniest. Aww. Like, it looks like you should be in the back of a fucking airplane headrest. Like, it's the smallest thing. <laughs> it's like, he's like, if I need a little more space, I just, <laughs> <he> just <laughs> pushes it back. It's on, like, a stand, right? Pushes it back in, like, half a foot back into the wall. And then by the end of the episode, this thing gets smashed when Jan wigs out and, like, throws one of his dundies i think the little words he makes for him, himself in the company <laughs> she Aww. like throws it at the tv <laughs> it's like, you're laughing and i'm horrified it's like that is a 200 dollar plasma screen tv <laughs> wait a good luck paying me back for that babe on your zero dollars a year <laughs> salary that's so sad yeah <laughs> but it's like the peak like cringe of like that stretch of the office and I don't really, like, you know, I don't really fucks with, like, cringe stuff either. That's why I was, like, off Ricky Gervais stuff. Yeah. Like, around the time of extras where I was, like... Oh, see, weirdly, extras, I... Most of the time, I could handle. I hung with extras most of the time, but there was definitely a, the award show episode, I think. I don't mm. remember what exactly happens, but he's, like, deliberately so stupid and vain. I'm, like, yeah. there's no excuse. I can't even, like, suspend my disbelief for why you're being this awful right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even get to that point. I feel like The Office, you can kind of get to that point because Michael Scott is a buffoon and a narcissist. and But it comes from, he literally has nothing else and considers, like, The Office his family. Right. Like, But it's still, it's just, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. More writer she wrote. Maybe one day, maybe one week, I will just give you a curated, let's give you, like, a list. Can I give you some... This is what... You know, this is what we nope, do. No more zero. Oh, come on. This is what the show is for, remember? Oh this is why we that's started what, the show. That's what the show's for? To give each other stuff to watch. Oh, my God. You walked yourself right into this. <laughs> this is totally your fault. She played me like Michael played Jim. <laughs> I did play him. Played him good. I'll look forward to that when I give her three curated episodes of... Hey, I saw I saw an article about the ten best episodes of Murder Show. I won't make you watch ten. Don't have that panic look on your Christ. face. But it was like the there ten are ten best episodes of Murder Show. Of course, there are. Oh my god! It, that show went on for a long time. A long time. Yeah. 
the the standard program when I was bored visiting my grandmother on Saturday nights. Um, Mom and I used to watch Murder She Wrote on Wednesdays. And was it Saturday or Sunday nights? It was some weekend night where you go to visit grandma and you stayed a little too late, and then grandma just wanted to watch TV, and that's what she was watching. You just kind of be sitting there like, "Oh God, I could be playing Sonic the Hedgehog right now." I sat uh, with my mom. We had a special day when uh, my stepdad was off teaching. <laughs> Wednesday nights, we'd wa- we never had dinner in front of the TV, but we'd have dinner in front of the TV and we'd watch Murder She Wrote because my mom was the best. Anyway, anyways. Well, I think that's it. I, I think, think that's it. That's it. I think we need to wrap this. We need to wrap this up. Get to the second half of the show, friends. When we come back, this shouldn't be news to you. We told no, you. We August, did. August Watch Arama rolls on with something Kate brought me. Yeah. Kate brought in. Sometimes she comes in with stuff, and it's like surprising. He's like, "What? <laughs> like this is very. This is very." Reaching for the fences, highbrow Kate McKinnon. I am surprised. I'm a little taken aback. I'm clutching my pearls, but that show is collateral. And we will talk about it after these commercial breaks, except we don't have any commercials. Still, it's been two years. Can't give us a commercial? Come on, somebody. Come on, someone. the show where we usually talk about the things we brought each other but of course it's august watcherama so we don't do that you know how we do you know what it is we just we talk about one thing one thing watch the same thing and then we talk about it because there's so much content so much content it's unbelievable sometimes you need to catch up sometimes you need to catch up and sometimes you need to watch something that's only four parts Mm. Mm. you know how we we like the smaller stuff not the stuff that's like a documentary on Vietnam that's 20 hours. I don't think I could do that. How is your heart not broken? Oh, it breaks constantly. Just in general? As one dude said, we were the last generation that believed our government. <gasps> oh! That just, that's, ooh! They didn't think they could lose, Kate. They were America. America never loses. That's... They're the good guys. That hurts. So let's talk about Collateral. Collateral! But before we talk about collateral, we have some rules. Yep. Same rules as usual. The rule of three, which is we will watch three of the episode to get a handle on what it is trying to do. Although, really, if you only got four episodes, you should probably... Watch all four. You should probably have. Or you should have it You should have it done by the first. Like, yeah. You ain't got that much time. No. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. We will not talk about the things until we are sitting in front of these microphones. Nope. Third rule, not really a rule, more of a, more of a policy. There will be spoilers. There will be. It's all spoilery podcast. Uh, we're not going to save anything for you. We're not going to talk about stuff because we want you to watch it. You should have already watched we it. Told you we were watching it. We told you. We gave you good good enough warning. Ample ample warning. Ample time to watch it. Sitting on your Netflix. Whole weekend you had. had the whole weekend. My God. Anyways, collateral. Is a four-part British television drama serial written and created by David Hare, who is known mostly for stage stuff, but he also got some Academy Award nominations for writing the hour, or sorry, adapting um, the hours into a screenplay. And the reader both won Oscars, lots and lots of Oscars. <laughs> sorry, what? Every time I hear the reader, I remember that uh, amazing 
Hugh, Hugh Jackman, no budget uh, Oscars opening. Oh, I don't remember that. Where he was like, he wanted to do the big opening, but he didn't have a budget. So yeah. it was real like, it's the one where he like pulled Dan Hathaway out of the audience to do like Frost Nixon. And then I just remember his song was The Reader. <laughs> I haven't seen The Reader. <laughs> I tried to see The Reader, but there was a line. <laughs> I do not remember this. Yeah. Wow. YouTube that later. Just um, to Hugh Jackman. Every time I think of The Reader, <laughs> I think of the um, extras Ricky Gervais thing where Kate Winslet talks about if you want to win an Oscar, do a Jewish movie. <laughs> That's what I always think of. So there you go. Where's the line, though? Yeah. Back to Collateral. Um, so David Hare is known for doing that. Um, it is directed by S.J. Clarkson, who I don't really know, and Wikipedia <laughs> doesn't want to tell me anything about. <laughs> so you're on your own, guys. Um, it first broadcast um, BBC Two. <laughs> Fire on- your publicist, S.J. Clarkson. <laughs> Seriously. On uh, the 12th of February, 2018. So it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. It just came to Netflix, though. Yes. So now all us North American people are like, Collateral. <laughs> um it stars um, uh, Carrie Mulligan, John Sim, uh, Billy Piper, Nicola Walker, Nathaniel Martello White, Jenny Spark, Haley Squares, Odd Kamel. It's like a oh, huge. Oh, God, all the people. Yeah, all the people. Um, so it is described, the series described by Hare as a police procedural without any of that police attitudinizing. Which I don't know what that is. Okay. But I think it could be the the law and order thing. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Carrie Mulligan stars as Kip Glasby, a detective inspector assigned to investigate the murder of a pizza delivery driver who was gunned down in a L- London suburb. The ensuing story explores a complex web of characters who are all somehow connected with the story. Um which is really a good description of it. It's yeah. basically it's basically like um all these different lives are not touched necessarily by the killing but uh unfold from the killing. It's got kind of like a broad church vibe. First yeah. season broad church vibe in that uh in that regard. Yeah. Broad church or what's that one I made you watch? Not the fifth estate. State of play. State of play. I thought a lot about state of play when I was yeah, watching it. Especially cuz yeah. John Sims is in both. Oh, is he? Yes. He plays the main, uh, the guy who plays the MP in this, he played the main reporter in State of Play. Did he? Yeah. 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 All right. And he was the master in Doctor Who. (laughs) And he was in Life on Mars. Oh, my God. He's got a really great record. Sims head over here. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. What did you think, Jordan? Well, before I talk about what I think, we have to talk about. Whether or not we just said, fuck it, and let it roll through the fourth episode. Oh, of course. Of course we did. Okay. I mean, I didn't even realize it was four episodes, <laughs> and I was like, well, what's going to happen next? So, this is very good. Yes. This is a very good show. You should all watch this show. I had first heard about this show, because um, I know my my go-to pop culture podcast, The Watch with Chris and Andy, I they were big on this show. Mm-hmm. Among the many shows they were like they were they were on Hot Streak where there's so many good shows right now because around the time Atlanta was on. Right. Um and I think Billions was on and Chris had a real like he was really into Billions. <laughs> um 
And Collateral was this one that I don't know that they got into that much, but mm-hmm. they just kind of mentioned it here and there. They really love Carrie Mulligan on it. I really love Carrie Mulligan in it. I also like Carrie um, Mulligan on it. And I really love her and her partner's dynamic, but we'll get into that. Did not even know she was pregnant at all until... What? <laughs> never even noticed. Until until the, the witness. Not the witness. The, until the sister. Yeah. It was like, how many months are you? Yeah. Really? It did not Immediately even... Immediately knew she was pregnant. Did not even occur to me. Oh, <laughs> did not even notice it. Nope. Nothing. Um, however, I will say... My only meh about this show is, is there ever going to be a second season of this? I don't think so. Why do we waste so much time with the MP and his wife and Billy so, Piper and hey, maybe the there priest? Is. And well, now I'm going to look it up. Radio Magic. So Kate's not finding anything, but I found I see an article on IndieWire. Headlined. Uh, David Harris says he won't do a season two of Collateral. But there we go. Um, when asked if that might be, if a second se- series might be in the future of Collateral, both Harris and Clarkson were amused. Nobody's asked us, Harris said. Nobody's asked us, so it's a no, Clarkson e- echoed. <laughs> the pressure's unbearable, Harris joked. The courage I've needed to say no when nobody's asked. <laughs> exactly, Clarkson said. It's just been like, wow, we're so brave. We said no. They never said, can we have another one? Nobody's asked us, so we're standing by no. Um... Because, yeah, that was my... Because it was only four episodes. Yeah. It felt, A, like they were just burning plot. I... Sorry, I do agree with the, like, MP and Billy Piper storyline. Mm. I was like, who cares? We are wasting a lot of time here with this. Yeah, we don't want to... Unless it's going to be, be some other... Be a part of something else. We don't really care. I want to know more about the case. So, basically, regarding the plot of the show itself, yes, like Kate said... um, the show has to do with illegal immigration. Yeah. Basically, because the pizza man is shot down in the middle of the street very precisely. Yep. Turns out to be, you know, military mm-hmm. connected, um, although not military sanctioned per se. No. Um, and when they find where the pizza man has been living, there's a couple women there. His sister. His sisters. They're both his sisters. They're both his sisters. Um, and the story is basically they paid for very first class accommodations to get out of, well, initially they say Syria because Syrians are automatically granted asylum yep. at that point in time um, until it is deduced by one of two all-time Hall of Fame male piece of shit characters I've ever seen in any content I've watched. <laughs> MI5 agent Sam Spence Ugh. comes into the picture and just deduces gross. very quickly. As he says, I may be just a low-level racist. Um, yep. So, I mean, he admits it. Uh, figures out that they are, in fact, Iraqi, which does not grant them automatic asylum. Nope. And then lots of icky takes on immigration yep. <laughs> start coming into start coming into play. Um, so it was like, why was... Why was the pizza man killed? What does that have to do with... It? They're maintaining that it was... The person behind their transport yep. was British. Yes. That's what the sisters are saying. And piece of shit Sam Spence is like, there's no way, blah, blah, blah. If we knew if it was British, we'd know. Even though, of course, which... he, of course he knows everything. He yeah. just doesn't want it found out. Um, yeah, he's number one on the... He's number two, actually, on the entries into the male piece of shit. Uh, scale from this show, and the the major is the other. Yes. Oh the, God. The the, the murderer is a uh, British Army captain with all the PTSD. All the PTSD. Named Sandrine Shaw, and I do like shows that are more 
I like why done it's more than who done it's right. Like I don't care if I know who who committed it in mm-hmm. the first episode, which this show does. I mean, you see her face, you piece together that she's military, or yes. you see her go back to the base. Like you know she's military, um, but you don't know why she did it. And the, I like shows and books and novels and mysteries where the whys are more important than the whos. I don't need some like blah blah. Right. In the final episode. But I like figuring out who did it. I know you do. <laughs> I mean, I also enjoy I like figuring this. out why it happened. I, I, like to, I like to see how the people trying to figure it out figure it mm, out. Yes. That's really what I like. Um, and there's a lot of that here. And I like the way that the Mulligan character isn't really... It's not ignored that she has a home life. But, I mean, details about her life are sprinkled in there a little bit. What I really like is... The conversations with her husband, who is obviously very supportive, but you never know his name. Never know his name. You don't even see him. You see him, no. like, in shadow in the first episode yeah, when she gets they, the call. They don't say, like, honey. He just, he's very, like, understanding of... It's like, you're not coming home tonight? Okay. And how many nights is it going to be? And then when she calls at the end and she's like, I'm coming home, he's like, I thought you said it was going to be two. <laughs> like, he was, you know, like, I really liked that. I thought that was interesting. Or that she's pregnant and it's commented on so infrequently i didn't even notice uh, <laughs> i mean i saw it immediately but um but i just liked was, that she was just pregnant thought it was england she just wore big baggy stuff <laughs> big baggy stuff because it's england and that's what you do um or that you know that detail about her being like a star athlete who yeah. like completely fucked up at one point and like went viral for like blowing a pole vault type of thing yeah um, and then the woman being like why do you have this on your phone <laughs> she's like well it's a thing that happened to me and it'll always be a thing that happened to me but the show plays a lot with the idea about, like, you know, do you think people fleeing terrible conditions should be let into your country or do you not? Yeah. And it plays on it a few ways. You have the sisters of the murder victim. Mm-hmm. You have the side plot of the one witness who really isn't good for shit. Lynn didn't know anything, <laughs> really. No. She, um, she, she thought it might be a woman. But she's, like, dating this priest that I don't even know if they liked if she liked her that much really um, i think they i think she did or if she just couldn't articulate it well but um who was also there kind of illegally she was on a student visa that ran out and yeah. then the priest jane knows the mp who ended up signing for her student visa after her first one had expired so but she didn't realize so now he's in he's in it for you know, going to bat for an illegal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stuff with the MP's wife, who is the Billy Piper character, who the pizza man is shot down in front of. Yeah. And I just couldn't get why Mulligan's partner was all like, no, it's her. It's her. She had something to do with it. I was like, no, she's just a fuck up. Like, yeah. And even she had her little bits in there where she would like mention, you know, the war zone she grew up in. And obviously yeah. it was easy for her because obviously there was money there and she got in. Yeah. She got in very easily. So immigration is the core theme of this mm-hmm. show, which makes it gives you more to think about. But there were some weird soapy elements in there as well that especially in the especially John with the same thing. Yeah. Um, you're stealing from the au pair and gambling her money. Why do I care about any of this? Like, why are we? We want to know what about the case. Spend more time. I want to know what's going to happen with this, you know, rape baby being born on, you know, British soil. And they yeah. mentioned like. It's now she's a British citizen. Like, well, what does that mean for, I thought the MP, I thought he was around to like be the deal maker for their, um, their asylum. But basically. it didn't happen. It way. didn't happen. She, Glassby went to the scumbag, uh, MI5 guy yeah. to get that done. Using as a bargaining chip, this woman who's apparently very important and doesn't show up till the third episode. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, 
there were some odd. I mean, it's a good show. It should be watched. Solid hours per episode, and you know how I feel about those, but I don't have, I didn't feel that complaint here. Yeah. It wasn't like, even though it was adding an extra hour onto all the shit I had to watch to do two episodes today, mm-hmm. when it was the third episode ended, and it wasn't a question. I just watched the fourth one. Like, well, what's interesting is, even though, so they go into John Sim and that whole relationship thing, I think John Sim, the political stuff was more interesting mm. than his care, like the MP's political stuff, than the MP's like home life. Yeah, it's almost like that character was there just to do that bit where he's clearly flustered and on television and calls England a nasty little country and yeah. then comes back to bite him in the ass for the rest of the you know two episodes after that. Yeah. But it, what's interesting is what's going on with Sandrine, who is the technically the murderer mm. um, and this captain in the army. That stuff was very interesting. Yes. Um, and I, I was like, I. I didn't welcome it because it was awful, you know, but I welcome knowing about her life and the problem, like her father and her brother both dying and her mom being a nut job, like just barely keeping it together. And that actress did a great job of just like, you can tell right underneath the surface. The mother or Sandrine? The, the mother and Sandrine, both of them. Was the, the one line when she's at, at the, you know, the awkward dinner with her mother. Yes. It's like, I just don't feel proper unless I'm eating on linens. I'm like, yeah, yeah there it is. There's yeah. British people being awful. That's what I miss. <laughs> yes. um, and, but San, like both of them, just like just below the surface, it's all completely fucked up. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, yeah. Any of the details with the, um, the woman who manages the pizza place who ends up getting murdered. Yeah. Being the second murder of the show. Uh, halfway through, bits with her mom, she like takes care of. She's on oxygen. Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of respect that it nodded to a larger world, but at the same time, like, what what did those gangsters want from the other delivery driver? Like, what do you mean? Did I guess? Okay, so <laughs> piecing it together here. So what was her name Lori the. The, oh, yes, the pizza manager? Like, yeah. She did deliberately send yes. dude out yes, that's, to get killed? Yes. Did she know he was going to get killed? I'm, I am positive she did. Okay. Because um, when Mikey, the guy whose run it was supposed to be, yeah. when Lori was like, no, you know, Ahmed or yeah. uh, 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 what the hell is his name? Abdul Asif? It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, his, def- his last name was definitely Asif, but um, Lori's like, Asif can take it. And then they tail Mikey over to like these gangsters or whatever before he gets beaten up. And they're like, do you have what we want? And he's like, Oh no, I don't blow up. Was it just drug money? That like, was the drug money. Or? Yeah. It was the drug money. And, and Mikey, there was two things going on here. Mikey was doing the drug runs, yes, but, and Lori knew about it. Um, but she was getting paid by these other gangsters to send a thief. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. One other thing I did like in there and it's mentioned, briefly enough i like that when her when glassby's partner starts getting a little dickish there in, yeah. in third and fourth and ratting out to the mi5 guy at first i thought it was going to be a sexism thing yeah but it wasn't a sexism thing it, it was, was like a, a classist educated thing yes um which I, I also liked i liked that um didn't. and i like that he apologized that he's like i'm sorry i was angry you guys keep on like leaving me out, you know, shutting me out. It's educated yeah. and not, you know, yeah. that type of thing. But it, I, I really think what it was, what the vibe was, is she says this. It, they were guesses, and she didn't want to like drag him down. Yeah, if she was wrong. If she was wrong. So, uh, great scene where she did finally like lay it out to Dickbag Mi Five yeah. agent. It's like, do you think those men mean anything to me? <laughs> it's yeah. like, did, did I say anything about men? men? Yeah. 
It's like, oh no, we're throwing Berna in jail. Yeah. He's like, burr, 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 burr. which is always lovely. Suck on it. Now, what do we live for, yeah. Caitlin? Live for that moment where the assholes just like give him something to think about. Yeah. Um, and Carrie Mulligan as the detective, the fact that, yeah, she was this uh, Olympic star and she was a teacher for a long time. Oh, yeah, they mentioned that too. Um, and that she has this in really rich, like, path that we don't really know anything about. Um, and that she's a really charismatic character. You're, like, very drawn to her um, and her, her being this detective and solving this this crime and being really fast with it and not sleeping. Her, her first big case, as they say, it's the first yeah. one of this this caliber that she's she's worked on. And yeah, great character. I would love to see another another series with her. Yeah, guys, so listen to us. Don't already so, say yeah, no. Hair and SJ. We we want you we to are asking. We yeah. are asking for a second series. Forget BBC. We have no money to pay for this, but No, we can pay them in hey, we can pay them in commercials. We got lots of room. We'll promote, we got all the room to promote your second series of Collateral. Yeah. Collateral is sitting on your Netflix. I am going to give this show, eh, it's a solid eight. Yeah, me too. There you go. Eight's across the two-person board. <laughs> it's a small board. It's a small board, it's but it's our board. Only has, two, only has two slots, but they both say eight. There you go. For Collateral. No, Definitely. Definitely a dope show. Definitely check that out. Yeah, check it out. It's on your Netflix, so it's just like sitting there, and doing it's not, nothing. And you know, you can be you can be at the next dinner party because I guarantee you, it's probably not collateral. It's probably not getting a lot of shine out there. You think so? You can be like, good heavens, have you seen have you seen Collateral? Collateral. It's a show from the British Broadcasting Corporation. It's currently on Netflix. It stars <laughs> Carrie Mulligan, and people will already be like, Oscar nominee Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, and then you'd be like John Sims, and they'd be like. <gasps> Great British actor, John Sims. Caitlin would say that because she'd be the only person in the room who knows John Sims by name. Or any Doctor Who fans. And you can be the belle of the dinner party, yeah. bringing these people highbrow content and then you can, on current issues of the day. And then you can talk about how Murder, She Wrote was way, above, like, way ahead of its time and like is amazing and changed TV forever. So don't go to dinner parties with Caitlin McKinnon <laughs> is the takeaway today. I'm a fabulous dinner guest. <laughs> so charismatic i don't put my elbows on the table don't you just want to spend all your time with her yeah i know i do which is why i'm gonna spend another hour recording an episode with her yeah right now so we gotta wrap up this one mm, look at that clock 115 light and tight and but think about all the ums and all the silences and all of us looking at both of us looking at our phone <laughs> like think about all that time you can cut out <laughs> all that shit that's getting tripped <laughs> <laughs> friends if you want to get at us for any reason Go to your social of choice, throw in GeekDownPod, all one word. We will be on there. If these instructions aren't clear, you can email us at geekdownpod at gmail.com. I will explain them to you in more detail. Or after Googling yourself, you can Google us. We Google us. Up. We'll pop up. Yeah. Or just, whatever you want. just because for old time's sake, if you want to go to the old model of social media, Facebook, you can go to www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. And we'll be there. Kind of. Mostly. More or less. I mean, there's a lot of dust. We'll have a retiree behind the counter just, you know, reading magazine. Yeah. Just making sure the place doesn't burn down. And that you're not stealing something. While we're off doing other things. Yeah. That isn't minding Facebook. <laughs> Friends, next week, August Watch Rama concludes. <gasps> we had to throw an anime in there. Yeah, of course we did. Gotta have an anime. Hearing good things about Banana Fish. The show that is to guns and violence as Yuri on Ice was to figure skating. <laughs> so we're told. We're going to talk about that next week. But for this week, thanks for joining us, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. 
and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. trying to resist this so fucking much. Uh, you were an idiot. <laughs> Did you miss well, me? There's the tag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tell me.